CES 2013 is back in 4K 3D HFR. It's time for... Hello and welcome to AJAZ Tech. I'm your host, Alex Zarnoski. I'd like to remind you that AJAZ Tech is part of AJAZ Networks. Please be sure to visit AJAZNetworks.com for all of our latest shows and blogs, including Cinema Clash, The Salinor Show, and Internet Amazings. I look forward to January every year because of CES. Believe it or not, CES has been running since 1967, growing larger each year as technology and innovation get better. CES 2013 wasn't any different. It gave us a look at how technology is growing smaller in size. As the need for desktop computers and laptops diminish, we will get to see just how small technology can become with smartphones, tablets, and even paper. While on the other hand, televisions tend to grow larger, filling plasma, LCD, or OLED displays with more and more pixels. SD is out, HD is on its way out, and 4K or Ultra HD is just starting. By the way, 4K is already a thing of the past. Japan plans to skip 4K and go directly to broadcasting in 8K. But what really intrigues me are the things that we grew up playing, building, or watching that tended to be clunky, slow, or fuzzy, and watching the ideas of these dinosaurs become quite impressive due to their portability, speed, or overall functionality. Take, for example, a game console from this generation. At launch, they appeared to be large and clunky, and towards the end of their life cycle, they became slightly smaller, yet just as large and clunky. They have to sit on either a desk or tucked away behind your TV, and to top it off, they are very loud. The solution to making quieter and more efficient experiences is smaller silicon. Shrink the most vital components, and you'll have endless possibilities. Better yet, integrate the CPU, GPU, and RAM onto a single chip, and then you can do just about anything. This doesn't only apply to game consoles. I was just using that as an example. It applies to all future smart devices like smart TVs, smartphones, tablets, and just about anything. Enter Project Shield by NVIDIA, which is essentially an Xbox 360-looking controller with integrated speakers, a 5-inch 720p multi-touch display running Jelly Bean unskinned attached to the top of the device. The buttons on the controller are recessed, allowing the display to close flush. Shield will be compatible with Android games and allow you to play your favorite PC games via Steam Big Picture mode over game speed Wi-Fi streaming. However, taking advantage of this function requires an NVIDIA GTX 650 or higher graphics card. You won't be streaming over 4G either. Steam is bound to your home Wi-Fi connection and claims to provide a console-quality experience, which it hopes to achieve with what NVIDIA is claiming to be the world's fastest mobile processor, the Tegra 4. It's a custom 72-core NVIDIA GeForce GPU paired with a quad-core A15 CPU. It's really impressive in terms of functionality, but I think the form factor will be hard to overcome because it's so different. Most gamers still want their controller and display to be separate and their hardware to be user-upgradable. That's where the highly rumored Steambox comes in. Valve has been promising us a doozy of a console that is small, upgradable, and most of all, runs Steam. The first sight of a Steambox at CES was in the form of the XI3 piston. This is in Valve's very own Steambox, but it's one of many. Valve's Gabe Newell said that they are developing their own Steambox and would be open sourcing the push for more than just one. Think of this move as being similar to how Google developed Android, creates Nexus devices and allows other manufacturers to take advantage of the software. Piston is fully customizable, meaning you are able to send back a board containing the GPU and they'll give you money towards a newer part and refurbish the old one. 
It can support multiple displays, has USB 3.0, eSATA, Ethernet, optical out, and analog in and out. The details are very scarce as the people at XI3 are very tight-lipped. However, Newell says that their Steam Box would like to support as many as eight monitors simultaneously running different games, be small and quiet, and use biometrics to allow users to control games in a different way. Again, here's another great example of great ideas for hardware running on powerful yet small components. The iPad may still be the king of the castle, but that doesn't mean that other manufacturers have been twiddling their thumbs. Lenovo just announced the 27-inch Table PC. It's not exactly a tablet, it's a table. And it can also be stood up and used like a traditional PC, but it's used like a table. It runs Windows 8 and supports i3 to i7 processors and should be available next year. Some, yes, are referring to it as a tablet, that's fine, but I don't see myself dragging it around or using it for light reading anytime soon. Arcos debuted four new tablets dubbed Titanium. Each runs Jelly Bean, has an IPS display, and runs a 1.6 GHz dual-core CPU and quad-core GPU. The flavors come in display sizes of 7, 8, 9.7, and 10.1 inches and begin at $119 all the way up to $249. Intel announced new low-power processors running at 7 watts down from 10 watts in the previous generation. The new generation processors are based on Ivy Bridge and offer features like voice recognition and all-day battery life. These chips are aimed at hybrid devices and tablets. Intel also announced Lexington, a new mobile processor aimed at Asia and Latin America. Qualcomm announced its flagship Snapdragon 800 GPU offering console-quality gaming and Ultra HD capabilities or up to 4K resolutions. The quad-core CPU runs each core at 2.3 GHz and offers LTE speeds up to 150 megabits per second. Topping that off is 802.11ac and they're calling it Vibe. They also announced the 600 series, which unsurprisingly improved graphics and performance, but at a lower cost and a performance hit. Amazon announced a feature for their music service called Auto Rip, which digs through your entire music purchase history since 1998 and grants you access to MP3s of Auto Rip compatible CDs. Music will then be added to your cloud player for free, automatically, and not count against your personal storage. Finally, is another contender in the wearable tech market by Vuzix. Their line of smart glasses, the M100 series, is designed to be a heads-up display for your tablet or smartphone. The armature, which can be worn on either side of your head, offers a WQVGA display and gives a 16-degree viewing angle comparable to a 4-inch display on a smart device. It interfaces with either Android or iOS and allows the user to customize the heads-up interface. I would definitely stay tuned for more wearable tech this year as Apple, Google, and Vuzix go head-to-head. All the tech that I mentioned is only a highlighted array of the massive showing at CES this year. But what I decided to mention was a look into what 2013 has to offer. 4K dubbed Ultra HD, faster wireless technology, 802.11ac, wearable tech, and above all, smaller silicon leading to smaller, more powerful devices. And as the cloud continues to grow and our digital lockers fill with purchased music, movies, and files, we'll be able to migrate ourselves even further into a post-PC environment. Well, that's all for this episode of Ajaz Tech. Got Stitcher? We're on it, so get it. Stitcher is an award-winning provider of news talk and radio for your mobile phone. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. 
You can find all of our podcasts, including Cinema Clash and The Saliner Show, at ajaznetworks.com. Follow me at twitter.com slash ajaztech and search for my name on Google+. You can email me at ajaztech at gmail.com. You can find this show and more at Ajaz Networks. Originally different media for your personal taste.